Welcome to First Bite, our Detroit Lions preview podcast where we're previewing the offseason and really uh, we're into it. The offseason is underway. The general manager search is starting to heat up across the NFL um, and we want to get into it. We've, we've been profiling candidates all all offseason and uh, we want to get to one of the most popular candidates this week. Ed Dodds is the topic at hand. Lions expressed some interest in him earlier in the week, so we're going to talk to him. But before, let's get some introductions out of the way. I'm Jeremy Reisman. I'm one of the co-hosts of of the Pride Detroit First Bite podcast. With me, as always, is Ryan Matthews. Ryan, how are we doing? I'm, I'm doing well. Things are moving at quite a brisk pace, aren't they? Yes. And I, we're at a point where I'm almost concerned by the time this is recorded. <laughs> uh, it might be out of date, but we'll see. Uh, but I did want to get Ed Dodds in because he's such a... Uh, a popular candidate, the current assistant general manager over at the Indianapolis Colts. So we got a, a Dodds expert, if there is such a thing that exists, because uh, as we were talking off uh, air, um, not not exactly a, a public figure, so to speak, over there at Indy. Um, Zach Kiefer over at The Athletic has not, had, had an opportunity to talk to me as a fantastic profile I'm over on The Athletic. If you haven't read it yet, please go and do that. He joins us today. Thanks for your time, Zach. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm, I'm very excited about this interview. I know a lot of Lions fans are too. Um, I think a lot of people look at, at, at Dodds and they, they, they see the accomplishments, right? He's been with Seattle. We know what Seattle has done. He, we've seen what Indy has been able to do in a short period of time. But your profile on him talks a lot about the person himself. And that, I think, might be just as exciting based on some of the things he said to you. So um, can we start there? Tell, tell me about who he is as a person based on you know some conversations you've had with him. Yeah, um, I've gotten a lot of Lions fans and I, I feel the anticipation and the excitement up in Detroit about the possibility of this guy taking over the Lions organization. I haven't talked to Ed in a couple of days. The last I heard from him is when he backed out of the Carolina Panthers job. Not to say he was going to get an offer, but he had interviewed with them. So second time that's happened in two years, he backed out of the Cleveland Browns job last year. So he's getting a lot of interest um, and he's a fascinating guy. I mean, he is a scout to his core. And he's regarded around the league as one of the best talent evaluators in football. And, and he's, he's a little dynamic in the fact that he's worked with two of the best in the league. Not only Chris Ballard right now, but he worked right next to John Schneider for a long time in Seattle. Helped build that team into what they became. And it was really hard for him to leave. He's not a guy that's looking for the next step necessarily. And he's not a guy that's just going to take the first offer that comes his way. I remember talking to him for a long time a couple of summers ago. And he's like, look. My dad was a financial investment analysis guy. He told me to save my money. Scouts don't make a lot of money when they start. He saved a lot of it. He's making good money now. He's not going to just take a job for money. He's learned from Schneider and Ballard that you don't just take the first job. It's all about fit. It's all about the system and the program you can build. And I think that's going to be really important. Whatever job he ends up taking, whether it's Detroit or somewhere else, it's going to be a place where he feels like he can stay for a long time and win at a high level because this guy does not like to lose. There's a clip from the senior bowl. All the Colts scouts are in a room. This is after they had beaten the Texans in the wild card game in 18 and lost to the chiefs the next week in the divisional round. And he basically just dishes out some humility to these guys. And he basically says like, look, we haven't done anything. And he didn't say the word anything. He said a little <laughs> bit more than that. Um, that's who this guy is. He is fiery. He will call you out. He will not put up with BS. Um, and people around the league really have come to see him as a rising star in the personnel department. Yeah. Zach, thanks again for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Um, 
also in that athletic article that you wrote, um, which I highly, highly encourage all Lions fans to go take a look at. Um, you, you mentioned that Dodd's fingerprints are kind of all over Indy's staggering turnaround, as, as you mentioned. Can you go into further detail on on what exactly you mean by that? Um, maybe some of the nitty gritty details as to like what what exactly those fingerprints are on in Indianapolis? Yeah, good question. Um, do you guys know about Kenny Moore? <laughs> um, so Kenny is a undersized cornerback who played at a small college, was undrafted, was cut by the Patriots as a rookie, and cut down day in 17. Ballard will not listen to the argument to bring him in. He has a rule. Cornerbacks must be 5'10 or taller. That's just how he lives as a, as a GM. And Dodd says, look, this guy's 5'9". He plays bigger. This argument went into midnight, and and then they're like, Ballard's finally like, fine, put on the tape. So Dodd's pushed really hard for this guy. This guy's a borderline pro bowler right now, and he signed one of the biggest slot corner deals in the league a couple years ago. I mean, he's one of the staples of the Colts' defense. Um, That's an example of his scouting. He was really big on getting Danico Autry in town, who was one of the best contracts the Colts have signed in the last couple years because they got him at such a good rate compared to what you pay starters in the defensive line. So the thing about Indy is it's not all Ballard. It's not only his decisions to go get DeForest Buckner or whatever. Um, Dodds is right there, and he's a huge, huge piece to the puzzle in Indy. And I know Indy hasn't gone far in the playoffs like a lot of the teams, um, but they're building something the right way, and I think the Lions have, have noticed that. I think a lot of teams around the league have noticed how much the Colts have turned over the roster in the last couple of years and how many really good draft picks and really good free agent signings they made. They haven't signed a bad contract. I mean, they really haven't. Um, Dodds is, is one a in that department. Those are just a couple examples, but um, Ballard gets a lot of credit and he's really good, but Dodds is right there would be a huge loss for Indy. Yeah. And I, th- I think you brought up an interesting point too, that he's kind of grown up with two of the most respected GMs in, in the league today or, you know, mine and Schneider obviously was was potentially even on the Lions' radar. So the fact that they're they're also tapping Dodge shouldn't come as much of a surprise. Um, when it comes to you know his philosophy around the kind of players that he wants to add, is there any limitations that he has? It sounds to me like you know there isn't necessarily those physical limitations. Is does he like guys with speed? Does he have character as high on his board? Um, are, are there any things in terms of pattern that you've seen, whether it's you know Ballard or Dodds uh, in Indianapolis that's really helped them build the, the the roster that they have today? That's a really good question. They've had to do so much that I haven't been able to pick out a particular pattern. I mean, we know what Ballard likes. He likes big corners, like I just mentioned. Um, he's obsessed with the O-line and D-line, like obsessed with it. Uh, I don't think that Ballard, I don't think Dodds, excuse me, would be any different in that regard. There's no shortcuts in that realm. Um, that's a fascinating question. We haven't, you know, I've had conversations with him about players, um, but it was more to the specific player mm-hmm. in that situation. But remember who he grew up in the league with before Ballard and before John Schneider. I mean, he would go lift weights with Al Davis in Oakland. Mm-hmm. And Al Davis didn't talk to a lot of people and didn't let a lot of, let a lot of people in the weight room when he was working out. But he liked this kid. Ed Dodds grew up in Kingsville, small college town, um, you know, worked his way up. He still limps around on the practice field sometimes because he's got this old football injury and he hurt it again playing pickup basketball. And I saw him on the practice field in training camp. And I said, you look like a 40-year-old cornerback who's still you know, just getting out of the league. And 
Um, he's an intense guy and he doesn't hold back. And you saw that in that video, but I think part of him is really excited to get the chance to run the show. He's watched two really good ones do it. But if you're going to work for Ed Dodds, you're going to have to have thick skin. Believe me on that. I've talked to a lot of the Colts scouts, a lot of the Colts personnel people, and they do not hold back in that room. And if you like a guy, you better tell them why you like the guy and you better be able to back it up because Dodds will pick you apart. And, and that's one of the things that have jumped out about me, about him the last couple of years. Uh, well, speaking that, uh, about things that kind of jump out, one other piece of the article that really jumps out to me is, um, you know, when he when when Dodds himself kind of reaches this uh, this crossroads, right? He's he's deciding whether or not he wants to stay with Seattle. Um, he's going to fly out to Indianapolis and interview um, to be the assistant GM with, with Ballard. And uh, he kind of has these these second thoughts, right? Like the building's not very impressive. You mentioned uh, that Dodds, you know, the, the roster needs a lot of work. That place has a ways to go. Like that sounds a lot like Detroit. Like it, it really does. So, I mean, d- do you get the sense that, that Ed is ready to just kind of like make that step this off season to, to finally become a GM? Or do you think that, you know, if, if something doesn't end up, you know, striking him the right way that he's, he's totally ready to, to kind of wait for the right opportunity. I think he's totally fine coming back to the Colts. I think there's part of him that wants to finish this and maybe win a Super Bowl, but they haven't, like he said in the video, they haven't done anything, right? They won yeah. a playoff game. and They're still licking their wounds from blowing the game in Buffalo on Saturday. So I think there is a patience to him that says, I want to, I don't want to just leave Indy before we get anything done that really matters to me. But, and this is me speculating here. This is not from him. It's going to be important what the Lions present him with in terms of how he's going to be able to run the team. Because I know for a fact that Ballard turned down jobs because they weren't going to let him do it the way he wanted. And by that, I mean, he was like, look, this roster is crap and I need time. And if you don't give me time, I can't do this right. And they said, I don't know. And he said, okay, see ya. Hmm. So Dodds is the same way and he's going to need time. And, And I don't, you guys know the Lions a lot more than I do, but doesn't it seem like they need, Whatever they do, they need to they need to fix this. They need to fix the whole yeah. dang thing, um, and they might need a guy to step in to really change that. Um, he might be the guy. He might not be. But um, the sense I've gotten is it's going to be very important for him to hear what he wants to hear on the other side, because it's easy to sell a candidate during an interview. But what are you going to be like after they go six and ten in year one? And he wants to stick to the plan. And and I'm just making this up. Ownership wants him to go spend some money in free agency. He's not a Band-Aid guy, um, and I don't think that's the way to do it. I don't think that's the way he's going to do it. You've seen how Seattle drafted and how they built that team. Unbelievable run of draft picks. Yep. The Colts have had a really good run as well. They've missed on some guys, but overall, I mean, you draft two All-Pros in the first round in t- 2018, and um, that's how it's gone so far. So that's going to be a huge element to this. Is He's going to want to hear from them that he's going to be able to do it his way because he thinks his way will work. He's got the credentials to prove it. Um, I don't know what the Lions will tell him. I don't know what he has to hear specifically, but don't forget that part of the equation as well. That's that's super interesting because, you know, Lions team president Rod Wood said in his press conference last week, you know, he doesn't necessarily see a full rebuild necessary and they might be looking for a quicker fix, which might mean it's not necessarily a good fit. But I mean, that also might just be something you're saying publicly. Um, because you, I mean, you don't, you don't want to say like, we're in a full three, four year rebuild because <laughs> now you've screwed the next general manager in terms of bringing any free agents in or anything like that. Um, 
But I, I wonder if you also have any insight as to why Dodds backed out of the Panthers job. And, and if you don't have any sources, that's cool, too. But um, it's always kind of interesting to hear why, why those things fall apart. Yeah, I can I can I can pull up the quote he gave me. It's not particularly revelatory. I don't have any insight besides speculation. Uh, sure. He said he had a really good conversation with them. It was a really smart owner. Um, I know he loves Matt Rule and I know mm-hmm. Ballard does as well. So I don't think that was the issue. Um, so anything I said would be pure speculation. I just, I just don't want to, he chose not to, um, we'll see, but, but he's going to keep getting these interviews until he takes one of these jobs. Believe me. Um, the, the last thing I had, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the connections he has with certain head coaches. The first one I want to talk about is Dan Campbell, because he, it seems to, he seems to be a guy that might be gaining some steam for this Lions head coaching job. Dan Campbell obviously interviewed for that Colts job a couple of years back. Um, was Dodds involved in that process at all? And, and does he know Dan Campbell? Do you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would assume so. Um, and remember after the Josh McDaniels fiasco, they only interviewed three guys after that. Yeah. And it was always going to be Frank Reich. And that was clear, but it was Leslie Frazier and it was also Dan Campbell. So that tells you something. Um, the Colts almost, I mean, they were, they were pretty serious with Mike Vrabel for a minute as well. Um, now he's down in Tennessee and they go back and forth with them. But um, I could see that happening. And it's such a weird dynamic. Like I'm kind of anxious for your guys' thoughts. Like how is a team going to hire one and then the other? And who knows who they're going to hire first? And and how much say does one get about the other? That's weird. And and, and I know a lot of teams are doing that right now. Yeah. That's a lot on the Lions plate. And Look, I've covered a team where the GM and the coach do not get along. Like it did not work with Chuck Pagano and Ryan Gerickson. It was bad. Um, and it's, you can't win like that. You cannot sustain winning like that. So I'm not saying that's going to happen in Detroit, but I'm sure that's a concern that Ed Dodds has, right? Like who are you going to hire for coach and what do I think about him? And do I get any say in that? Isn't that pertinent here? Oh, yeah. It's the it's the chicken before the egg conundrum. Absolutely. 100%. It, it's, it's a really interesting place for them to be in. And and I, I think the other interesting, you know, uh, nugget to pull from this is that Daryl Bevel is already in house. So how much does, you know, Ed Dodd's familiarity with a guy like Daryl Bevel from the Seattle days, how much of that is a level of comfortability that you can bring a GM in who already knows who the head coach is going to be, has a, you know, established rapport with him. I think that's why Daryl Bevel has, um, you know, really gained steam as not just being the guy who is the interim, but could be the solution. Because a GM is, I mean, somebody's got to buy the groceries, and and that's that's a really important job. So, I will say this, and and this is Ballard. Now I know a lot more about Ballard than Dodds, but you know when Ballard interviewed, he had this huge binder, and it, you know part of it was here's how the coach and the GM work together, and that was a big selling point for Ursay, obviously because of what he had just experienced with. I mean, he literally sent these guys to therapy together, Gerson and Pagano. So it was bad. And now he's got it with with literally a seamless relationship with Frank Reich and Chris Ballard. That's how it's supposed to look like. And we've seen it with a couple other places. And another place is Schneider and Pete Carroll. I mean, those guys really get along. It's been a long time. Um, That's important for Dodds. And and I wonder how that will play into this because there's all these interviews that the Lions are having right now. A bunch of different names coming out about who they're talking with. Um, It'll be fascinating. But I know that if I'm a GM and I'm going to get, take a job, I got to know that I got some say in the court in the coach, the head coach, you, you have to, otherwise it's going to deteriorate, whether it's next month or in two years, you got to have that trust. And, and that's so huge. So that's, that's a, 
that's a really fine line the Lions are walking right now, like a lot of teams are. Yeah. And obviously the other big name out there that, that has a connection to to both Dodds and the Lions is, is Robert Sala. Um, third days in Seattle, uh, obviously connected to. The Lions are kind of in, in in an interesting spot though regarding all of that because they've they've done both, right? They they had the connected GM and, and head coach in, in Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, and it didn't work out. Those guys right. were they were they were together, but they were headed in the wrong direction. And then right before that, they still had Bob Quinn and Jim Caldwell. And that didn't work out. So the lines have to know, I would imagine at this point that there has to be like some sort of equal, some, some sort of middle ground there. And uh, you know, what they seem to be saying is they, they want a, a general manager and a head coach that can essentially work with anybody. But I think, I think you're onto something there though, that there has to be at least some sort of basis of, of comfort there. And we uh, have, go ahead. Do you guys have any last thing before I get out of here? Do you guys sure. have any sense that they're leaning offense or defense? With the Not higher? really. Honestly, okay. no. I mean, it would make more sense, I think, to – well, it depends. A lot of people say you want to get the ne- next offensive bright mind, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, Lions finished with one of the worst defenses, if not the worst well, no, defense. I saw it. The Colts had no problem scoring on them. Whatever. <laughs> right. the exactly. Um, but they've yeah. re- actually been pretty balanced with their interviews, you know, just kind of okay. thinking – I mean, you hire the best them. guy, and if yeah, Salah's exactly. the best guy, you hire him, and he – I think that'd be a huge win because he seems like he's – terrific in a lot of yeah. ways but it'll be fascinating it'll be fascinating what they decide to do with Stafford as well but yep I would be surprised if he goes anywhere he's he's too good I'm thinking the same and obviously that's something that's definitely coming up in some of these GM interviews I would imagine but uh but before we uh get out of here Zach let me give you the opportunity to, to promote your stuff here uh, where can the people find you and if there's anything maybe Lions fans specifically will be interested let us know yeah I'm at just uh Z Kiefer on Twitter super easy to find me I'm at the athletic um and I think that it's the tables are turned. I mean, I think my interest moving forward is what the <laughs> Lions do and then what they do with their quarterback. Cause I don't think it's going to happen, but gun to my head right now, I think he might be their best option. If the Colts can make some magical trade happen. I mean, Dak's not going to be available. Deshaun Watson's not getting trade in the division. I don't like Carson Wentz. Um, and I know Lions fans would be heartbroken if he left, but I think Stafford can step in and be a stud in Indy. I mean, with this coaching staff and this line, and I, I don't mean to get your, you guys down, but um, <laughs> who knows Lions fans? That's, we'll see. And, that, and that's if it is that the, the first thing he's going to do is GM is not going to be trade away the all-time lead passer. So we'll see. Hey, that's, you know, that's good information right there. Zach, thanks for joining us. I appreciate your time. When we come back, we're going to break everything down, talk about some of the latest Lions GM news and, and uh, give our own thoughts. So again, Zach, <laughs> Zach, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll see you guys after the break. And we are back on First Bite. I want to thank again uh, Zach Kiefer for joining us, talking about Ed Dodds. Um, before we get into some of the news, let's let's just kind of react to what he had to say about Dodds because I, another really fascinating interview. Uh, I, I see the hype around um, Dodds that, that a lot of people see. Although I have to say, I came away thinking I'm not sure he's the best fit. Did did you did you get that feeling from him as well? I I think. I think I got that same vibe even just from reading the athletic piece. And that's why I wanted to bring, bring that up to, um, 
to Zach himself, but, um, and I'll reiterate it for, uh, for either people who are kind of jumping in late, but, you know, I asked Zach about, um, you know, the crossroads that Dodds was at when he was in Seattle, uh, when he was working under John Schneider, but he had this opportunity to go out to Indianapolis. Uh, Kiefer's article over at the athletic mentioned, you know, Dodds had mold his options on the flight back to Seattle. And he had, you know, these thoughts that the building's not very impressive. The roster needs a lot of work. The, you know, the place has a, a you know, a, a ways to go. Like that's, that's really describing the Detroit lions right now. Like their defense has to be completely overhauled. Uh, their offense is in a state of flux. They they need wide receivers. Uh, don't know what necessarily is going to happen with Matthew Stafford this offseason. It seems like a, a franchise in crisis. And from everything that Zach laid out about about, uh, you know, Dodds as a as a candidate, having a dad who is a financial analysis. And, you know, if he's running that algorithm and seeing whether or not the Lions are a good fit for him, I don't know if they're a great fit for him either, Jeremy. Right. Yeah. I mean, especially when he said, like, I, he wants to go somewhere where he, he's sure, like, he can build a, a winner. I mean... <laughs> How can you be sure about that in Detroit? No offense. And, and like I kind of said during their interview, the, the sense I get from Detroit is that like they might want to not go full rebuild. They might want to, you know, try with Matthew Stafford and just, you know, kind of, I don't know, chop away at the defense, which obviously needs a whole bunch of work. And maybe that's not what Ed Dodd wants. Maybe he wants to rebuild everything, rebuild the practice facility. I mean, go through basically everything again that, that we saw with, with Bob Quinn. And I, I think the Lions are probably averse to doing all that again because they just tried it and it didn't work. But again, we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm definitely still impressed with the guy's resume. I definitely think he's a guy that, that the Lions should seriously consider and and stay out of his way. I don't know if that's what they're actually going to do, but we'll see. It, it does appear, and we'll get into the news part of it now, that, that Ed Dodds is amongst the people, according to Albert Breer, that the Lions want to bring back for a second interview. The other guys being Terry Fontenot from the Saints, Jeff Ireland from the Saints. Um, one of them was, I think, uh, the 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 guy who the Broncos ended up hire hiring in uh, in George Payton. And then who am I missing? Ed Dodds, uh, Brad Holmes, and, and Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes, the the supposed leader in the clubhouse, according to Adam Schefter. Um, the the one person who has not been mentioned by anyone, essentially outside of ninety seven one, and uh, and a little bit with Dave Burkett is uh is the current and probably still Steelers general manager uh Kevin Colbert 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 Kevin Colbert who uh there there was a wild rumor that the Lions had an offer on the table uh on on Wednesday morning um a source from the Steelers department um essentially said there has there hasn't even been a requested interview from the Lions on on Colbert's and they, they won't be allowed to talk to him. Otherwise, it's tampering because Colbert is still under contract. So that one appears to be dead for now. There, I mean, it, there there has been rumors basically since the beginning of the Lions are interested. And so maybe that changes. But for now, I would say we're down to those four general manager candidates, Ryan. And um, let me leave it to you. Like who who amongst that is is someone that you're you're circling right now? If you had to maybe rank them or if if, if there's two guys you want, two guys you don't, where, where do you stand on, on those four guys right now? Yeah, so I mean, I, I wrote an article way, I mean, even before the season was over, uh, December 5th, about potential general manager candidates. Uh, two of those guys uh, were on my list. Ed Dodds, who I think we can all agree that his resume is maybe the most impressive. Um, I mean, if, if you if you really read up on, on what he did in Seattle, 
Um, you know, even take what Zach just said about his relationship that he developed with Al Davis for, for somebody yeah. who was very private and uh, kept things close to the chest as Al Davis to let Ed Dodds in as kind of just like, I mean, he was like a coffee runner at that point. Like, uh, and, you know, I, I think that speaks volumes to Ed Dodds as a football mind. And then, like I said, look at what he did in Seattle. Look at what he's been able to do in Indianapolis. All, all very impressive things. And then the other name was uh, Terry Fontenot. Uh, Fontenot, sorry. Um, but uh, he he was another impressive, uh, you know, resume in terms of what he's done um, with uh, as the director of pro scouting over with the New Orleans Saints. Um, those two names stick out to me. Brad Holmes, um, I've kind of soured on a little bit. Um, okay. For, for for reasons that we might get into, uh, I don't know a ton about Jeff Ireland. Uh, just being very honest with you, yeah. Um, there's just so many names to research and 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 so much to do in in kind of like such a you know li- limited amount of time. Um, but I I think that I would want if, if the Lions are ready to commit to a rebuild, I think I want Ed Dodds to be that guy. Personally. That's fair. Yeah, and I, I think he's still definitely up there on my list. But I, I, let's get into to Brad Holmes a little bit because I'm ever since our conversation with Vinny Bonsignor, which I thought was one of one of the best of one of these that we've done, I've been fully on board. Um, I, I think he's done a phenomenal job over there. He, he talked, and and if you haven't listened to that podcast, please go back and listen to that as well. Uh, I know we're giving you guys a lot of homework, but hey, do it. If, if you want, if you're interested enough to listen to me yak on, uh, you should listen to some people that are a lot smarter than me talk about some of these candidates. Um, but he talked about, you know, how he believed in his staff, how, you know, if, if some, you know, if a, if a lower level scout came to him and said this, we need to get this guy, let's go get this guy. And all you have to do is I think maybe one of the most poignant points he made was when he said, you know, the, the general perception was the Rams traded away all these first round picks for, for Jalen Ramsey and, and traded up to get Jared Goff. They were selling out the future for the present. He saw it an entirely different way. He saw it like, no, they weren't doing that. They just had that much faith in their director of college scouting to get guys in the second and third and fourth round that can become full-time starters. And guess what? That bet paid off. It's a couple years later. This team is still in the playoffs. This team is still contending and they're starting a bunch of third and second and third and fourth round picks on their defense, on their offense. And they still look like a dominant team. And, and yes, a lot of that credit goes to the coaching staff, but the reason the coaching staff, you know, put the team and and the general manager put the team in that situation is because they believed in their college scouting department. And and that's Brad Holmes. That's him. Yeah. Um, I, I will. And I, I'm I'm right there with you, Jeremy, in terms of his ability to uh, draft. You know, um, again, you know, not being the general manager, we don't know what what final say he had on anything, right? Like, I mean, we we can point to certain picks and say, you know, Greg Robinson was a huge stinker. Um, we can say, you know, Jared Goff. I mean, he's experienced some success, but he's also experienced, you know, sunrises and sunsets that uh (laughs) that we can get into but (laughs) um but he's i mean like you talk about those mid-round picks cooper cup uh uh johnson the third from boston Boston yeah um yeah i mean uh the ability to move on from alec ogletree because they had Corey littleton you know Mm -hmm. um you look back at that 2017 draft look it up right now if if you're listening it's fantastic another homework thing go look it up it's amazing it's a great draft class yeah. So, I mean, again, 
this seems to be one of those scenarios in which we don't we we can't really we can't really parse through what he's necessarily responsible for and what he's not responsible for. Um, but uh, the one interesting, uh, I keep using the word interesting, but um, the the thing that has me most interested is why have the Lions not expressed any interest in Brandon Staley? Well, you know, I'm a huge Brandon Staley fan. I've been standing for him for the past month. Uh, yeah, huge fan. But it's, it's it's just interesting that Brad Holmes is one of your you know finalists for your general manager job, and there's nothing uh, uh, you know coming across you know any news desk about Brandon Staley being a potential candidate for this this head coaching job. Yeah, and uh, you know I put it out there on Twitter just hours ago, and people kind of flooded my mentions with with theories. And I think the one that makes the most sense is like, well, if you're bringing in Brandon Staley, who's never been a GM, never never been an assistant GM, never like. Do you trust him with not a lot of experience with a head coach with not a lot of experience? I mean, Staley's been a coordinator for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe in him fully in terms of X's and O's, but you and me both know like part of this job description is leader. And I don't know if Brandon Staley has proved himself as that. Um, and to to have two inexperienced people uh, at those positions when they've said specifically they want experienced people, it's a risk. It, it's one that I'd probably be worth. I'd I'd probably think is is it worth taking, but I'm I'm not as value. I don't put as much value on experiences as clearly these guys do. And and I again I understand their point of view. There, like we just got. I mean, we it would almost completely mirror what the Lions did with with Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia in that they got a a, a coordinator who. Yeah, he had had that position for a while, but how much in charge was he really of that defense? And then you get a GM who's not even like the 1B to the 1A necessarily in, in Los Angeles or in, in Detroit's case, uh, New England. So it it would come with a fair amount of risk that this team is probably not willing to put up given what just happened. But I think Brandon Staley is the next great defensive mind. And this team, I mean, Lord knows they could use an actual great defensive mind uh, rather than a guy writing off some coattails. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Um, can I float one conspiracy theory by you? Please. What if Ed Dodds is interviewing just to gauge the lion's interest in what they want to do with Matthew Stafford? They're just asking big GM guys. candidates like, Hey, what, what do you think we should do with Stafford? Like that's, that's all they're doing. Well, that's why they interviewed no, no, no. 12 guys. <laughs> No, Dodds is doing some espionage oh, for Dodds. the Colts. Okay, you, he's trying. He's trying. Yeah, he's trying to figure out what the Lions want to do with Stafford to see if he's <laughs> if he's available for the Colts. That would be some maniacal, <laughs> maniacal moves. That, I mean, maybe you never know. I mean, it, I would I, say definitely not if the Colts were in the playoffs. But since they're not anymore, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I I would I would want to hire Ed Dodds on the spot if trying to do something like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like if. That. If you got the sense during the interview that that's the only reason he took the interview, you might just offer him the job on the spot anyway. We'll probably like say you, no, but <laughs> you are willing to go to great lengths, my friend. <laughs> um, before we close this out, um, there's not a lot really new with the head coaching search other than the fact that um, Todd Bowles will be interviewing on Friday. Um, it doesn't seem like they've necessarily dug their their heels in with with any specific candidate. There hasn't been any second interviews. They're probably waiting to to finish off this first round. Um, let let me just ask you, since really the only news we've heard on this front is that Robert Sala is is with 
the Jets as we speak. Um, their interest seems very um, severe. I don't know. That's a, very big. They have very big interests. That's how you say words. Um, and I, I guess my question to you is just how bummed will you be if uh, if Sal is not the guy in Detroit? If Salah isn't the guy in Detroit, I don't think I would be so torn up about it. I think I would be, it's dependent upon who they hire, right? Like yeah. if it's, if it's not Salah, but it's Daryl Bevel, uh, I don't know yeah. if it's, if it's not Salah, but it's Marvin Lewis, I'm a little bit warmer to that. Okay. I think, I think one of the, I think one of the biggest points from our first uh, segment with, with Zach Kiefer and, you know, he, he just seemed like he was so uh, kind of wrapped up in this, like what kind of like, what kind of, you know, interview process are they having to go through in Detroit because they're looking for both GM and head coach at the same time. Like there's so many moving parts that like, I don't know if I can make a decision about who the lions hire as head coach without thinking about, well, who did they get as GM? Like, it seems like they're inextricably linked. And we, we use that term so many times talking about Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia yeah. that it's kind of like it's ingrained in my brain. But at the same time, you know, another interesting point that Kiefer brought up was, you know, the Colts had a toxic relationship with Pagano and um, I'm blanking on the name of their general manager to the point where they were going to therapy together. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you got to figure, you, you got to figure this out and you, and you got to get it right right now. Like you can't, you, you can't mess this up or otherwise the lions might, they might be doing another one of these searches, you know, a, two years from now. That's a scary thought. Um, and with that, I think we're just going to end it there. Um, if, if this is the first time of, of listening to our podcast or, or one of these uh, profiles, we've done a bunch already. Let me run through the, guy, the guys that we've already talked about. And if you haven't listened to any of these, I, I highly suggest you go back and listen to. We've talked about Marvin Lewis. We've talked about George Payton. You probably don't care about that one too much anymore. We've talked about Brad Holmes. We've talked about um, who else? I feel like I'm missing a couple. Am I not? Is that it? Maybe that's it. No, we've done more than that. Um, oh no, <laughs> we've done Robert Sala. Robert Sala had a, we had a yeah. great interview with with Matt Mayoko. Um, maybe that's it. Either way, go through our podcast feeds. Um, you can catch them on YouTube. You can catch them on Twitch. You can catch them on your favorite podcast feeds. We're all up there. Make sure you just look, just search for the Pride of Detroit podcast. Don't search Podcast because that's gonna not limit your search at all. But until then, thank you for joining us tonight, uh, today or tonight, whenever you're listening. Uh, I want to thank again Zach Kiefer for joining us to give us the full breakdown on Ed Dodds. Um, and until next time, y'all, it's chaos. Be kind. Oh.